welcome to EC Pulse, the podcast that beats into the view vision. My name's Kylie, hello, hi, and um, never mind post Eurovision depression, I'm suffering from a very severe case of no Eurovision depression. <laughs> and as always, joining me is John. Hello there. Hi, you don't you don't have a funny intro then. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's too early in the morning for that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry for forcing you to get up at this hour, but <laughs> don't worry. Uh, but anyway, hello, hi, and finally we've got something out where we're going to be talking about um, what would have been the Eurovision Song Contest of 2020. Um, we apologise for the massive tardiness. I mean, you all know that we all tried to set up a live stream during Eurovi- what would have been Eurovision week, but I didn't. I couldn't figure out how to bloody work the damn thing because YouTubers changed their websites with the on the creators page, so so I don't know how to work it anymore hopefully by next year I'll be able to work out how to do a live stream again fingers crossed but um anyway it's better late than never (laughs) yeah long time no speak yeah definitely I know quite a few of our listeners have been asking us over the last few weeks when are we going to talk about 2020 and yeah it also really didn't help that just for the past few weeks I've just been i just been kind of struggling with the quarantine and stuff like that and just been feeling overall just extremely unmotivated with anything really especially talking about a song contest that was never to be well it's the same here I mean this the last few months have been quite brutal yeah they? um and yeah I, I kind of I kind of feel like my creative juices have all run dry too um you know, what what can you do I mean I, I know for a lot of people especially us that um Eurovision is a lot more than just a song contest. It's like a, a happy place, like an, an an escape from real life. And now, how do you, how do you cope with things when all your coping mechanisms are taken away? <laughs> exactly. It's, if it's, someone it's, has the answer to that, please tell us. Yeah. But um, yeah, how 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 is everyone listening? How how are you doing? Let us know. Um, yeah, we hope every one of you is okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know anyone personally who got Miss Rona or anything like that. Thankfully, so I don't think the fandom, at least, was massively affected. Apart <laughs> in terms of their personal health, at least. Yeah, it could, it could it could be it could be a lot worse. A lot of people have it a lot worse. So we, I I feel like I can't really complain if that if that makes sense. Yeah. Still here. Yeah, we're still here at least. <laughs> still 
trudging along somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so um, let's um uh do a little chat about um the 2020 songs in in general before we get started with the semi-final one um yeah part of the reason why why i was feeling really demotivated as i kind of hinted in in the intro is that you know i took the took the cancellation pretty hard because because I was genuinely looking forward to this year's contest because I, I I genuinely thought it was a good, it was a pretty good quality of songs and I was looking forward to seeing how they would be on stage and everything like that. I know that at the time before before the news everyone was kind of bitching and moaning and then <laughs> once it got cancelled everyone was suddenly oh my god no the, the, these songs are precious blah 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 it's, it's almost as if you know you know <laughs> it's almost as if um how do i say it kind of people just being overreacting because their favorites didn't win national finals and all that <laughs> same as it ever was yeah, although, <laughs> although, although I, I I will say like like I think if anything I think the fan favorites that lost national finals this year actually got off a lot better than the than the acts that actually got chosen because at least they got their disappointment out of the way early. They didn't have to go through all the rigmarole of actually getting selected and then whoops, no, sorry, no show because there's a pandemic going on. I mean, jeez, I can't imagine how rough that could have been. Extremely. Yeah. Um, some of, yeah, well, I say the loss of these songs, but we've not completely lost any of these songs. But as competitive Eurovision entries, some of these songs really hurt that they're not going to be on, on the Eurovision stage. Yeah. Um, especially with some countries that we will get into a little later. It, se- it's, it seemed like it was... The biggest chance that a lot of these countries have ever, have ever had. Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll definitely get on to <clears throat> some of those shortly. Yeah, and that stings. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, shit. I forgot what I was going to say. Um, I was going to say something about... Oh, yeah, I remember now. Um. I do appreciate that the EBU was somewhat trying to make it feel like they are official entries, even though they will never get to be performed on a Eurovision stage. Like, we actually got running orders and everything. And so, you know, it was the the least that they could have done considering the circumstances, I think. Yeah, we got the CD... Um, we've got some some really nice YouTube shows. Um, what were they called? The Eurovision Song Celebration, I think they called it. And um, yeah, and the, all the songs are still eligible for ESC two hundred and fifty. Yay! So get your votes in. Um, that won't be until like November or December or something like that, though. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And as we'll allude to later, a lot of these singers are still going to get their chance. Yay! So it's not it's all doom and gloom. Okay, so shall we get started with the semi-final one? Please do. Okay, so um, I got the official running order right in front of me, so we're going to go um, in that order. And um, what would have opened the first semi-final would have been Sweden again. Um, uh, the Mamas, of course. Um, some people would kind of said, oh, that's kind of a perfect predictable opener, but uh, I think, yeah, I mean... Predictable doesn't necessarily mean bad. I mean, I think it would have been a nice opener to get people's feet tapping a little bit. <laughs> the funny thing is, this was the first song of the decade in Melody Festival, and it would have been the first song of the decade in Eurovision too. Oh, what a coincidence! Yeah, um, this one, this one stings. I'm, I'm not going to lie, because yeah. um, it was my favorite. It was my favorite Swedish entry for several years yeah and they had this great story of all all uh young lundvik's backing singers are gonna are gonna perform in eurovision as artists in their own right and how happy they were at the final celebrating together and that opportunity has been taken away from them and they don't know know if they're gonna want to compete at next year's melody festival and we'll wait and see if they get a song that they like but yeah it's 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 kind of a shame that that kind of whole story came to a very bitter end like that it was very abrupt it was like only only a few days after the the melody festival and it actually happened yeah it was a very short um, stay as Swedish Eurovision hopefuls. Oh, it hurts. But I'm 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 in the acceptance stage of of my grief now, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it's okay now. Like I think enough time has passed where it's doesn't sting quite as bad but it, like but it's the, I think a lot of um other people have said in the fandom that the most annoying thing about the, this year's contest being cancelled is the what if you know that yes. you know what if the, if this country won or this country won and stuff like that would it, what would this song have done well then or blah blah blah, blah and that, that's kind of we're just gonna get this never-ending debate and it's quite annoying it is particularly if if you like you and me if you like closure on things yeah definitely and we're not going to get closure at least until next year and it's only june yeah we've got months of this to go <laughs> oh well okay anything else on sweden before we move on to song number two yeah i hope the mum has come back yeah i'll understand if i don't know but yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah, I hope uh, hope everything's okay with them at least. <laughs> okay, so song number two would have been Belarus. Uh, oh, that's a bit harsh putting them in the coffin slot, but um, I, I could. Rude, I, isn't it? 
Yeah, but considering the songs that were in the first half, I can kind of understand why. Um, but um, yeah, I quite liked this song. It was it, like it, it was kind of a like a nice modern kind of electro pop kind of song, but in the Belarusian language. And um, yeah, it would have been. Um, well, I don't think it would have done exceptionally well in the semi-final I've I, 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 I it was one of my favorites in the semi-final and I um yeah I, I do like the fact that we had a song like this in this year's contest I think I agree I think it slaps I will never stop saying that um vastly underrated probably was too tough a semi-final for it to qualify. Yeah. But it's 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 a bop, and I love it. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, we don't know what Belarus are doing yet for next year, do we? Absolutely no idea. Yeah, but then again, we hardly ever hear anything about what Belarus are doing. <laughs> True. I mean, they've never they've never. I don't think they've ever had an internal selection before, but um... no, maybe maybe they maybe there was one in the two thousands, but maybe I'm just pulling that out of my backside. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Sorry. Okay, so let's move on to song number three, which was Australia, and uh, we get on to the first artist that we know is definitely coming back, which I'm really happy that Montaigne is getting a second chance. Um, sorry to all the Dummy In fans who are looking forward to a big comeback, but you're just going to have to wait another year. But um, yeah, I'm really glad that she's getting a second chance, and um, uh, uh, and. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what she does because um, yeah, from what I heard about um, the, the staging plans uh, for uh, this year's entry, there was, it was going to be something interesting like a marionette kind of kind of concept which sounded quite interesting. I think, I, I, I think they might have um, showed the performance of how they how it would have looked like i'm not sure i haven't seen it um but yeah I d yeah <coughs> yeah this was another song that i i was looking forward to seeing in the semi-final um what about you well i agree with everything you've just said i mean i haven't watched the full performance either um that's just sheer laziness from my part but um, yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw the little clip that they showed in the uh, Shine a Light program and it, it, it looked really interesting, really elaborate and Australia are getting really good at their staging. Yeah, and I definitely think so, yeah. Yeah, this would have been, I think they would have qualified quite easily even from third place in the running order which is a bit harsh. Yeah, it's a little bit harsh. Yeah, I wasn't really expecting it to be on that early, but, you know, who knows? Hmm. But as you say, Montaigne um, is going to come back, and I'm really pleased, because she she she's a, she appears to be a very good artist, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what she comes up with next year. Yeah, definitely. Okay, next up we go to song number four, and that's uh, North Macedonia. And, um, yeah, 
I yeah, yeah, I this is one of the few songs in this semi-final and by the way we've said um I think we said in earlier podcasts that this was uh, an especially difficult semi-final but I think pretty pretty much think that North Macedonia is one of the very few definite non-qualifiers in the semi-final and um to be honest, I can't really remember how it goes. I just remember that it was just kind of like this very average um, song that kind of sounded like a George Michael B side from the 2000s. Oh, burn. <laughs> oh, dear. I haven't got a lot to say about the song. Um... <coughs> I'm just, I'm just hoping that um, North Macedonia will reselect Vasil, because I think he's got a lot better material in his back catalogue. Yeah, I'd like I... to hear some more of that, please. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they ask him back, because um, I did hear from some of our Na North Macedonia, some of the Mas North Macedonian fans within the fandom that um, basically the only reason. That and by the way, this is alleged. By the way, don't take this okay. as um, uh, gospel. But um, apparently, <laughs> he was only picked because he had friends in high places or something like that. But um, oh, you oh. get that a lot. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> That's is it. That sounds sound a bit harsh. I mean, maybe if he does come back next year, he could do something half decent at least it, it, it can't get much worse than this song though i mean it's not True. bad but it's just so forgettable yes moving on <laughs> okay so we'll move on to song number five which is savinia and um have they selected anna i i i, I don't know i think i might have saw something but i can't remember they have. Oh, they indeed. have. Okay, so, <coughs> so that's that's pretty cool. Okay, so um, yeah, I don't think Slovenia had much of a chance in this semi-final either. But and I wasn't terribly fond of her song, but um, she is a really good singer. So um, maybe if she gets the right song, she'll have a better chance next year. Well, in her Eurovision Home concert, she sang Seuss, and she, and she nailed it. So, I would like to see a Slovenian Seuss next year, please. Well, that would be interesting. <laughs> oh. Okay, um, anything else on Slovenia before we move on? Not really, apart from the fact that I really liked it. Yeah. Aww. Many didn't, but I did. Oh. Okay, so we'll move on to song number six, which is Lithuania. And um, yeah, this is going to oh. be the first song we'll talk about that really stings for us because I think we both agreed that this was Lithuania's best chance of getting their best ever result. And it's just, oh, it annoys me so much. Oh. Oh, so unfortunate! Ah, yeah. This this song was it. Yeah. 
And I've waited because I may have alluded on the podcast previously that I'm not the biggest fan ever of We Are The Winners. And um, I've been waiting 14 years for for somebody to come along and overtake that as Lithuania's best ever, best ever results. And this would have been the one. Yeah. And the thing is, they haven't even they haven't even internally selected them. They've just invited them back to the next national selection. Yeah, which kind of sucks. Which you know, I would have expected like a smaller country like Lithuania to go internal, but I don't know. Maybe it was um, maybe they really needed that TV revenue or something. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. I mean. Their last national final was really good. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I guess that they want to build on that momentum, which is which is which is fine. No, I, I can I can see why, but there is the risk of if 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 either the group don't come back or if they do come back but don't win. Yeah. It's gonna be like, well, you you, you screwed your chances. Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, when we're on the subject, um, I'm kind of torn on the whole thing with um, countries um, going uh, on the um, certain countries deciding whether or not to internally select their uh, this year's artists. Because, because mm. <clears throat> on the one hand, um. Yeah, the most fair thing to do would be to bring them back. But on the other hand, with countries like Sweden and Norway and stuff like that, they their national finals are like um, established cultural shows that have a long history and it would be, feel a little bit weird to skip it for a year before because of what's perceived to be quote-unquote fair and also the potential of the TV revenue being lost and stuff like that. I'm not sure how... I'm not fully sure how TV economics works, but, yeah, I... (laughs) Well, on the one hand, it is kind of a shame, but on the other, I can understand why some of these artists haven't been internally selected. I think a lot of um, a lot of Eurovision fans' anger will dissipate once national final season comes around. Yeah. And they'll and they'll probably forget um, that a few of these artists were supposed to be internally selected, and they'll go, "Yes, Queen, whatever the next brilliant song is." Yeah, they got memories like a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. okay so shall we move on to the next one yeah okay so song number seven would have been island the story of my life and um this was a pretty good entry for island i thought i mean (coughs) i mean my main problem with it is that the studio version is really badly compressed but you know I i think it was a and yes, while it is kind of 10 years out of date, because it's very Katy Perry circa 2010, but I do think it was a pretty solid pop song, I thought. I love it. 
Aww. And I, I, I really like Leslie too. And um, I, he I hear that she will probably come back if they find a good enough song. Yeah, that sounds fair enough. Yeah, I that's mean, that's what I've been. That's what I've been hearing on the grapevine. I mean, she did. A, she did an interview, and I think. I think they want. I think Ireland want her back. They just want to have the song to match. Yeah, that's completely understandable. I think a good piece of advice for any of the singers coming back is to just not pick any old song. Make sure it's like even better than the song that you were going to perform this year, if it's even possible. Yeah, well, I'm going to apply the same rule that I apply to any returning artist. It's the t it, I call it the, t the Thomas Forstner rule. <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're coming back, it'd better be bloody good. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that reference you made. By the way, oh god, that that purple jumpsuit and the mullet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Choices. <laughs> Okay, so next up we'll go to song number eight, which would have been closing uh, the first half of semi-final one, is Russia. And, um, yeah, this is, um, this is, um, one of the, like, big talking points out of the 2020 songs, I think it's fair to say. And, um, I think it's fair to say that both of us are kind of gaga over this song. <laughs> Oh, I'm on the Uno hype train, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and also, having having watched a um, online concert in the last few weeks by Little Big, I want to go and see them in concert when we're all allowed to go outside. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> it, I, yeah, they they're brilliant. They're like Aqua meets the Prodigy. Oh and, wow. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to have to go to Russia to do that, or who knows? Who knows? <laughs> my 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 one of my missions in life is to see them live at some point. Ooh! Whether, oh. that, whether that be at Eurovision or not. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, but yeah, Aqua <laughs> meets the Prodigy sounds like a very great description for this song because it's just like it's just like catnip for us 90, 90s kids who remember those kind of songs coming out of Denmark from the late 90s that kind of like weird hyper pop kind of sound. <laughs> oh, nostalgia. Oh. Very aqua, very very toy box meets has a new Jane. Um, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> uh, they don't make them like they used to. Exactly. <laughs> well, this, this little big do, but um Oh. oh I hope they do come back ne next year because I don't know how they'd be able to live up to Uno, but like I, I, I'd be gutted if they don't come back next year, because because uh, uh, they, uh, they have potential to bring something like 
truly epic. <laughs> oh, they oh they can, and I'm sure they will. Their their songs are all all bangers. Aww. Every single one of them, and I... they all get millions of YouTube hits. <laughs> so yeah, R R Russia owes us. Yes. I need to check out the rest of the discography now. I think I've only heard one of a song and that was when they were first announced, so I probably need to check out their other songs. Oh, you have you have got a treat in store. Yay! In fact if I, if I can if I can find the link to the concert I'll I'll send it to you. Thank you. Ah, so there's my homework for um for the next week. Okay, so um, next up, uh, song number nine was uh, Belgium. And um, I know that um, quite when the song came out, a lot of uh, people were kind of underwhelmed because, cause, you know, Hoover Vomit are one of the biggest bands in, in Belgium. They have, like, a big storied history and stuff like that. And... And, and and when the song came out, people were like, oh, is that it? And I'm like, just kind of like, what else were you expecting? It pretty much sounds an awful lot like um, the rest of the discography. It's kind of like that kind of um, almost jazzy kind of Bond theme kind of trip hop thing going on kind of thing. I mean, it's probably on the more mellow side um like i would like i was i would have liked um uh, uh, because they, they they we know they're coming back next year i'm hoping that um mm. their 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 song for next year is kind of more bit more bombastic like vinegar and salt because uh, i really love that song i listened to that song a lot and um but 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 this song, Release Me, I did like. I mean, it's, yes, it's very understated, but it's it was very nice. And um, I remember I did watch a very, very, very low quality phone recording of uh, them performing it at a, at a concert. And um, even on a shitty quality recording, it sounded really good. So it, so... I, I I had kind of confidence that this was going to sound really good live if they ever got to if the if the contest didn't get cancelled. So yeah, I was I was actually oh. Um, I think a lot of the problem that people had with it was, but you know, I was feeling it. I love I really love the the strings. The as you as you've already said, the whole Bond vibe. Um. Fun fact, when Hoover Phonics <laughs> Okay, um do we have anything else on Belgium before we go on to the next one? You that's how you pronounce it. He sounds yeah. like a bit of a difficult person. <laughs> <laughs> that's um that's fair, I think. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, um, next up we'll go on to Malta, and I, I was kind of shocked that um, they were put on this early in the running order. I think a lot of people would have expected them to have closed the semi-final, but um, 
Oh well, Indeed. nothing we can do. Um, of course, we know that Destiny is coming back. Woohoo! Uh, so, so she will get to time in on the big stage because uh, we all know her um, having won Junior back uh, five years ago. And um, yeah, I have to say that I hope her song next year is a bit better because to be honest I don't think her, her 2020 song was bad or anything but like when I first heard it my first thoughts were Walk on Water 2.0 oh. yeah um, it was. it's good but it's not it yeah and, 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 and Destiny considering how great a singer she is needs a song that is it Absolutely. So you've got you've got a year, and I know you can do it, Malta. So do it. Yes. Because if anyone's going to win for Malta, it's Destiny. Yeah, definitely. Ah, fingers crossed. Okay, so next up, we'll go to song number eleven, which is Croatia, and um, a lot of people were kind of down on this one, but I thought it was a very, very nice ballad. I thought. This is this is my favourite type of Croatian entry. Aww. When this when the when the Croatian language, folksy, ballady. I have a soft spot for it. Aww. I think that Croatia would be silly not to select Demir next year because he's actually a very big star in Croatia. Oh really? Um. Yeah, um, his last few, looking at his wiki page, his last few songs have all been number one in Croatia, including his Eurovision song. Oh, wow. Or what, what, what would have been his Eurovision song. So I think he deserves another chance. So Croatia, you know what to do. Yes. Okay, so... Um... Next up, we'll go to song number 12, which is Azerbaijan and uh, Cleopatra. Um, I've been practicing my roll dolls, but I, I haven't quite gotten there yet. Um, and uh, this is where I'm going to annoy a lot of the fandom, because I remember when this song first came out, everyone was like, Yes, Slay Queen, this is awesome! And I was like... This is one of the trashiest entries I've ever heard. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. This is just no. It, it, it's a big fat no from me. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Was it as was it an Azerbaijan entry or was it an Egyptian entry? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um. It did sort of slap, I think, from my point of view. Um, and this is one of those songs that apparently have been doing the rounds in various selections for a couple of years, and they've been waiting quite a long time to get the right artist for it. And just as they do, and just as it gets to Eurovision, Eurovision gets cancelled. Oh, ouch. Which is a shame for the songwriters. 
as for um, the singer herself, she's coming back. Yay! Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've seen a video of her performing, but I assume she she's pretty good if she's she was chosen. So yeah, I'm hoping that she gets a better song at least. <laughs> we can but hope. <laughs> ah. Anyway, so song number 13, which is Cypress, and we know that Sandro is definitely not coming back next year. Um, Ouch. And, um, which, is, which is sad, but, you know, I'm not that cut up about it because uh, much like North Macedonia, I, I struggle to remember this song. It's just kind of generic gym music to me. <laughs> Yeah, if, if if you asked me to hum along to it, I, I wouldn't be able to. Um, whenever I try to imagine what running sounds like, I get I Feel Alive by Imri. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, when I, when you listen to songs several times in the lead-up to Eurovision, you get used to them and you can remember them. This this year, with the contest being cancelled, I kind of didn't do that so as not to get too attached to any of any of the songs that yeah, same. we weren't we weren't we weren't going to be able to enjoy. So sadly, this one has gone over my head. Yeah, I don't blame you. I think most people agree with us, to be honest. It's a shame. It's a shame for Sandro. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not a bad song. It's just so forgettable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move on to song number 14, which is Norway. And oh, oh this God. is where my heart breaks. <laughs> uh, do, do you want to talk about it for a little bit? I just need to compose myself a little bit. <laughs> well... <laughs> Right now, my face is basically the cries the Norwegian meme. <laughs> oh no! Well, yeah, we were looking. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, yeah, yeah, but, um, we were looking forward to this one so much. Yeah, um, it's a gorgeous ballad, and Ulrika is such a talented vocalist. I know. Um, now, I I have faith that Ulrika will get her Eurovision moment eventually, but we know that it's not going to be next year. Yeah, and it's really they... gutting because like, she's talked about so much about how, how being in Eurovision has been a big dream and how she was looking so forward to it and everything, and this just makes it all so much more gutting. I know, I know. I mean, I get where she's coming from. This... Maybe the, maybe next year is a bit too soon, because um, you know she she wants she wants a song that she can believe in, and yeah, it's been it's been a roller coaster year for her already. Um, maybe in two years, maybe three. I mean, when when Calliope got um, knocked out before Eurovision in ninety six, it took her sixteen years to get into Eurovision properly. Hopefully it won't take that long for Ulrike. Um, but, you know, I have, I have faith 
eventually it will happen. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> oh. Okay, so um, next up we'll go to song number 15, which is Israel. And we know that Edin, I think that's how you pronounce her name, we know that she's coming back next year. And um, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that um, they send a song that's similar to <clears throat> similar to this year's entry, but perhaps like a more improved version because I did feel a little bit well I did like the song a lot I did feel like it was it did kind of sound like it was written and written and recorded very quickly and I was to be honest I was kind of scared that this would be the surprise non-qualifier of this of the semi-final I hope I would have hoped that I was wrong but yeah I did like the song and it, and it's a shame because that um, the contest was cancelled because it would have been the first time that we would have heard the Ar Aramaic language in Eurovision, which would have been so cool. So, but hopefully, hopefully, your song next year will have some Amharic in it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, this song has grown on me a lot since it was picked. It it, it is quite a hodgepodge of of musical styles in the one song, isn't it? Yeah, but it it it's a bit of a bop. I, I I'm getting to love it a lot, and I'm really happy that um, Eden is getting her her chance still because she's really talented. Yeah, yeah, like she like she's like she, like she's like what like how old she she thinks she's only nineteen or something like that, and she, like she's so good. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, I hope that her song next year really does her justice because I think she could do really well if she got the wrong right song. Oh, very well. Oh. Okay, so we got. <coughs> oh dear, I'm still coughing. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, so we got two songs left in the semi-final plus the um three. Uh, finalists that would have voted in this semi-final. Um, so song number 16 would have been Romania and uh, we know that Roxanne is coming back which is good. Um, I did like her song this year but I kind of felt like it was a bit inferior to another certain song that we'll talk about in semi two but I, I thought it was quite nice. It is a beautiful song but you know, like Fekir Libby grew on me, Julia's grown a bit off me. Yeah, I can I, I kind of get what you mean. Mm hmm. Um. Not much more to say about it, really. <laughs> oh. Okay, and um, what would have closed off this uh, semi-final song number seventeen would have been Ukraine, and um, I think we're all surprised. Uh, to see that um, in the pimp slot, but um, I kind of <laughs> I kind of see why. And um, we know that Goe are coming back next year, which is really good. And um, this is where I get annoyed again because it would have been the first time that we would have heard a song fully in Ukrainian in Eurovision. And um, oh. I I hope that they I hope they don't throw any English in their in their song for next year because I I really would have liked that kind of little 
um, fact to be maintained. But yeah, I really liked this song. It was it was a very kind of like traditional kind of folk song, but with a bit of a modern twist on it. I I, I really enjoyed it. It's so good. Oh, and I cannot wait to see what they come up with next year. In fact, they've alluded that they may produce several songs and do a little national final out of them, which would be wonderful. Oh, wow. I'd look forward to that. Yeah, me too. And, yeah, can they all be in Ukrainian, please? Yay! Please, please, please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Okay, so um, shall we move on to the three finalists that would have uh, voted in this uh, first semi? Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, first off we'll go on to Italy. And um, I will say before we talk about the song, um, there were four songs, four, sorry, not four songs, four countries I had in mind before the contest got cancelled for potentially winning the contest and Italy was one of them for me I because I, I, I really thought that uh, considering what has happened over the last few months I really think that in a weird way this is the entry that has gained a lot of power in hindsight because I remember when it first got picked everyone was like oh this is kind of just like an average Italian ballad I wanted this song to be picked instead blah 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 blah. Uh, but but it's really nice to see people really appreciate it in the context of what's happened it's almost as if the San Remo gods could see into the future and the horrible things that were going to happen within the next few weeks and they were like okay this is a song that would best suit the times kind of thing. <laughs> I thought that kind of sounds a bit weird, but <laughs> that, that that's the kind of, that's how my brain works. And, um, and of course, a, a, a lot of people will agree with me in saying that in that whole shine a light show that they did, that this, that this song being performed in that empty Coliseum kind of thing was by far the highlight of that show. Like everyone just went crazy over it for very good reasons. It was just, it was just such a powerful moment. And yeah, I really do think if the contest did go ahead, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it would have gotten a sympathy vote. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I just think. I just think it really would have gra- captured people's attention. Uh, uh, I I think, and that's why I think it was a winning winning contender. I think. Couldn't agree more. Yay! I do. I think if if they had found a way for Eurovision to go ahead somehow, um, Italy would have been way up there. Um, when. The day before the Shine Light program, they brought, they brought out a preview clip of Diodato's performance in um, the empty Verona arena. Um, I bawled my eyes out. Aww. And and you know what? I haven't dared watch the whole thing yet. Because... Oh, I don't blame you. <laughs> because I'm 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 not ready for such a 
um, cathartic moment just yet, I don't think. Oh. <sighs> okay, anything else on this before we move on to the next one? Yeah, I, I want to go to a Diodato concert one day. Oh. Yeah, that's that's one of my uh, one of my plans um once I get enough money and once all the travel restrictions are over is that I'm going to go on a trip to Italy. Yes. We've got to we've got to do Italy. I think I think we owe it to ourselves and to them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh. Okay, so next up we'll talk about um, Germany. And uh, this was a, a really pleasant surprise uh, for me because, you know, we've all kind of, as a collective fandom, been making fun of Germany for picking these really mediocre, really safe songs. And th they kind of went a bit left field this year. I mean, it's still a very radio-friendly pop song, but it's a lot more up-tempo. It's a lot more interesting uh, kind of pop song. And um, yeah, I was, I was looking forward to seeing how they were going going to um how this was going to be on stage um, because i think this this had potential to get a top 10 result i think yeah it's definitely a glow up yeah definitely <laughs> big glow up i love sister but you know you have to be fair <laughs> oh Do you have anything else to say? <laughs> um, not really. I mean, the they did they did show us um, a live performance from from Hamburg of the song, and I think had Eurovision gone ahead and they'd had more time to work on it, I think it would have been a lot stronger mm. than what we saw. Um, I'm interested to see what 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 Germany do next. Will they will they keep the singer? Yeah, I'd like to see them give him another chance with a similar kind of up tempo song. I definitely yeah. hope they don't go back to the mediocre mid tempo songs. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of Germany's niche in the last few years at least, isn't it? Yeah. They're tired of always losing. <laughs> oh, poor Germany. <laughs> they started the decade so well, didn't they? Oh, I know! That's the annoying thing! The, cas the whole Cascada thing really derailed them. I know you're not going to like what I just said, but... <laughs> uh... <laughs> Oh, well. Okay, so the last one we're going to talk about, uh, for semi one at least, is the host country, which is the Netherlands. And um, I think we both agreed that this would have been one of the best host entries ever, really. I mean, oh, yes. I relate to this song so much. 
I feel seen by this song. Definitely. Yeah. And we've been we've been robbed of a real moment. I can imagine this song filling the arena and everyone clapping along towards the end. Oh, it would have been so special. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I did hear that apparently they were planning something really interesting and they might use it for next year's songs because we know that Zhonggu is coming back next year, which is really good. And I hope that he has uh, something, brings something equally good next year. Oh, it better be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I kind of hinted at it when I was talking about it earlier, but I'm really like nervous and hoping that the singers that are coming back don't downgrade. <laughs> well, I sincerely hope so. I mean, it would it would be such a shame. They've got they've got a whole year to give us something just as good, if not better. Yeah, I mean, a year is, like, plenty of time to come up with a really good song. I think so, too. Yeah. Oh. By the way, can I just have a little rant? Look, I remember when the song first came yeah. out, I saw a lot of these 18-year-olds in the fandom making fun of the line about, like, um how he's getting older and it ain't what he thought it would be and they were like oh dude you're 24 why are you complaining about getting older and I'm like have you kids not heard of the quarter life crisis like when I was 24 that's exactly how I felt yeah you guys get to 24 25 and and, and then talk to us exactly <laughs> You all know what he was talking about. Exactly. I guarantee. <laughs> so that's it for what would have been semi-final one uh, for the 2020 contest. Um, so within the next um, day or so, we'll have um, part two out, which we'll be discussing semi-final two. Um, which will have even uh, have quite a few talking points. Um just as much if not more than the talking points we had in this first half and um, yeah so we'll see you then until then goodbye bye bye